guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, first of all, hope you guys enjoyed General Conference. What an amazing weekend. So much goodness. If you're anything like me, you're going to have to go back and now study and read and go through and just really, for the next six months, just absorb all of the goodness that was taught there. So I look forward to doing that. So anyway, uh, with the Come Follow Me for this week, we are doing chapters 14 through 17 of Exodus. There's some crazy stuff in here. So first of all, I want you to think of a very difficult situation in your life right now. One that might seem even impossible to deal with. So as I share that with you, let me take you to one of the most epic movie scenes that has ever been done with wonderful 1964 technology. Here you go. Watch this. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you took us away to die in the wilderness? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The pillar of fire it is the breath of God. We must go with old speed. Yes, yes. Go where? To drown in the sea? How long will the fire hold Pharaoh back? Will it hold? After this day, you shall see his chariots no more. No! You'll be dead under them. Oh no. What do you do, right? Well, what you do is, first of all, you quote modern scripture, all right? Now, go to section 8 of the Doctrine and Covenants. Now, I know we're studying Old Testament, but bear with me. This is Doctrine and Covenants section 8. This is a revelation given to Oliver Cowdery as he is kind of learning the ropes of revelation and how the Lord works with his children. So if you go to verses 2 and 3, it says, Yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. Now behold, this is the spirit of revelation. Behold, this is the spirit by which Moses brought the children of Israel through the Red Sea on dry ground. And so, obviously, the answer is you just part the Red Sea, right? Okay, so this is where this question is something that I've had for a long time. In fact, I had this question probably when I was a teenager. Like, because when I came across this verse, I was just like, okay, of all the examples to explain personal revelation, why would the Lord use the story of Moses parting the Red Sea to explain personal revelation? Because I don't know about you, but if I'm standing there in front of a large body of water, I don't think my first initial thoughts would be to part the thing, 
right? So I want to go to a talk now. This is a wonderful talk. If you've never read this before, almost you almost need to pause and go read this talk. It's from Jeffrey R. Holland. It was given in 1999. It was BYU devotional called Cast Not Away, Therefore Your Confidence. March 2nd of 1999, BYU devotional. This is a phenomenal talk. It's probably my top 10 all-time favorite talks given, not just by Elder Holland, but just talks given in general. Look what he says here. Question, why would the Lord use the example? of crossing the Red Sea as a classic example of the spirit of revelation. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that question. Why didn't he use the first vision or the vision of the brother of Jared? Well, he could have used any of these, but he didn't. Here he had another purpose in mind. First of all, revelation almost always comes in response to a question. Usually an urgent question. Not always, but usually. In that sense, it does provide information, but it is urgently needed information, special information. Moses' challenge was how to get himself and the children of Israel out of this horrible predicament they were in. There were chariots behind them, sand dunes on every side, and just a lot of water immediately ahead. He needed information, all right what to do. But it wasn't a casual thing he was asking. In this case, it was literally a matter of life and death. Because again, like Elder Holland said, you got Pharaoh's armies. Back in chapter 14, Pharaoh's all of a sudden like, what? Why did we let these guys go? What a horrible idea. Let's go get them. He sends out 600 of his best chariots. And all of a sudden, if you're the children of Israel, you're thinking, hey, things are great. And then you turn around, you're freaking out. You're like, oh no, Pharaoh is coming. What do we do? And there's a body of water there. This is an impossible situation. Well, what urgent questions, using Elder Holland's verbiage, do you think Moses had at this particular time? Moses is like, okay, what do we do here? So let me go back to this idea of section eight where the Lord says, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, okay? So you got the mind and the heart here, and it's it's awesome when these two work together, right? So what does the mind symbolize? Well, the mind is the cognitive and rational facet of a person. The mind perceives, thinks, wills, and reasons. You have got the knowledge. That's what the mind gives you. So now you got the heart. What does the heart symbolize? It is the emotional and moral facet of a person. It's one's innermost character, feelings, and inclinations, which means your understanding. So what you've got to have here is knowledge and understanding kind of working together here. So what do you think was going through Moses' mind as he is standing there in front of this body of water? What did Moses know about God up to this point? So you go all the way back to our last week's uh, episodes of Come Follow Me. And so what you've got is you've got the plagues. Moses just watched God do some impressive things to be able to show. He even said, the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And in the process, Moses also knew this. So Moses saw what God can do and he utilized him to be able to do these things. So that is something that Moses knew. Now, what do you think Moses was feeling in his heart at this point? I can imagine there was fear. There was, what do we do here? What emotions could have been there? And how could these influence his understanding of what he needed to do? So that's where if you can get these things working together, your mind knows that God can do all things, but all of a sudden your fear and your anxiety take over and just like, ah, what do you do? 
Well, here's something to consider here. The part of the Red Sea that the Israelites most likely crossed was just about nine miles long and about three hundred feet deep. So this is an impressive experience here. So what role do you think personal revelation played in Moses' decision to part the Red Sea? He knew that God can do all things, but he's probably feeling some trepidation, feeling some fear. So at this moment, we are going to recall something that Moses probably had come to his mind. If you go to Moses chapter 1 verse 25. Now this was back in that wonderful chapter where Moses had his interaction with Jesus Christ, where he had also the interaction with Satan back in Moses chapter 1. Verse 25, and calling upon the name of God, he beheld his glory again. For it was upon him, and he heard a voice saying, Blessed art thou, Moses, for I, the Almighty, have chosen thee. That's a key element. And thou shalt be made stronger than many waters, for they shall obey thy command as if thou wert God. Now, I wonder if when Moses was given that, he was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Not really understanding what that means. But now in that moment, I wonder if the spirit of revelation just came to his mind and in his heart. And he's just like, oh yeah, God commanded that I will be able to be more powerful than many waters. So what does he do? He parts the Red Sea where his mind and his heart have understanding and clarity with one another. Okay. So I want you to think about your own impossible situation for a minute. What do you know about God? What has he done for you already that can give you the confidence to go forward and act in faith? And then what has he promised you personally that can influence your understanding? Here's where a patriarchal blessing is such a wonderful blessing for you to have because you know that God can do things. Now you just have to understand that he can do them with you and he has promised you some amazing things. Well, we know how this story ends, Exodus 14, 13 and 14, and then verse 18. Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of God. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. And then, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And at the same point, so will you, you will understand. So with your impossible situation, trust the spirit of revelation in your mind and in your heart. Know that God can do all things but then feel that he can do it for you as well. And I know that's true. I've seen it work in my life and I've seen it work in the life of others. And I'm grateful for this story and what it teaches me about how the Lord can help me through impossible situations. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.